Hi, this is Cindy Surf, and welcome to Backstage at the Center. In each episode, I'll give you a glimpse behind the curtain and on the other side of the stage door at Chandler Center for the Arts. On today's episode, I interviewed Jean and Marcus Baylor, the dynamic, musically talented duo who's coming to the main stage at Chandler Center for the Arts on January 22nd. When you hear their music, it won't be surprising to hear that their influences are diverse. But we've fallen in love with their innovative approach to mixing jazz, gospel, and R&B. It makes me think of the Savoy Ballroom at the height of the Harlem Renaissance with a modern spin. They have a love of music, but it's apparent they also have a passion for each other. We were getting really great feedback from people. Um, we just had Boney James on Saturday night, and we we're and people were seeing that you guys were coming, and they were really excited about it. Wow! Yeah. Yes. Hey, good, good. Boney good, James. Good. Wow, sure that was a great show. Amazing. He okay. is. It's so funny. Like I never. This is gonna sound bad. I never would have thought of him as like someone that I would definitely go see. But every time he's been to the center, it is one of the best shows. Like just the people are incredible. They're so chill and nice and happy. And his shows are very energetic and he's just consummate professional and brings people in. Um, it's just always really lovely. It's, he's just really, really great show every time. So, oh, good, good, good. So, we're looking forward to it. Yes. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you guys. So um, I'm really excited to be here with Jean and Marcus Baylor from the Baylor Project. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Um, just wanting to let people know a little bit more about you since you guys are coming to the center in January and talking about your music and how you got started and um, I think it'll be really lovely. So, um, I think the first thing is just, uh, if you guys can talk about how you got started. Yes. Well, hmm. well, I, I give them just a little, well, just... I had an amazing idea <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> Look here. I'm just, no, not at all. Okay. So I, I give you just a little background history. Um, I started off, I used to be a member of the Yellow Jackets for a while and, you know, tour with Cassandra Wilson and Kenny Garrett on in the jazz side of things. And I spent like 10 years in the Yellow Jackets, uh, whatever. And it was a great time and and just, you know, great music being created. And Jean's history is uh, she was a part of an R&B group called Jeanne, which were on Motown. Um you guys might have signed, you might have, you might have sold a few more records than us, but uh, you know, but I, mean, but I have a career too. I don't know. I'm just talking, you know what? I'm just freestyling, but any case, that's our uh, part of our history in the business of working with a lot of different artists, but also being members of uh, various bands and, and groups. And Jen, you want to add on to that at all? Well, as for the Baylor Project, we started, I think it was about 2014 or so. Yes. Uh, Marcus had had an idea uh, because we had done a couple of projects already and um, he wanted to do something that featured uh, the both of us where, um, you know, I was singing, he was playing, we were both, you know, producing. And so... Um, where we could just really feel creatively and artistically free. And he said, you know, I, and I, I was at the space where I was wanting to really get back in the jazz and 
he said, you know, let's do something called the Baylor Project featuring the both of us. And it made no sense, zero sense to me. Um, So, yeah, I told him it was kind of like a stupid idea. Yes, you did. Uh, I did, I did, I did. And (laughs) it took a minute, like months for me to kind of get it like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And so we, we started there and, and started, you know, we went into the studio and recorded our first couple of tunes, but it really came together when we started playing uh, this 50 seater venue in New York, uh, amazing jazz club called Smoke. And we started doing it as a residency and word spread it where there would be lines around the corner and it was just a great eight or nine months just creating the buzz you know, for the Bella Project. And then we started there and started touring. And all this, you know, when we started, we started, we did everything ourselves. We were our own management team. We were our own booking team. We were our own promotional team. And it it just really, it, it, it was really, it was a great time. And then the fast forward uh, past that, once the record uh, came out, we were blessed for the record to debut number one on the iTunes jazz charts and number eight on the Billboard jazz charts. And that following year, we end up getting nominated for two Grammy nominations as independent artists on our own label, Be A Light. And so it's just been, it's it's been amazing. It's been a blast just uh, playing concerts and being able to see your dream and walking in your purpose to see all those things happen at the same time and just come to pass has just been a blast for us. Wow, it sounds really amazing. Did you expect it to blow up like that? Uh, That's a great question. We, we, I don't, not really. We, um, We had set some goals. And so I think because of our collective and previous history in the music industry, there's a lot of things that we weren't just starting out. Um, so there's a lot of things we said, okay, we need this, we need that, we need to do this. You know, we we had, had a lot of trial and error early on in our career. So yeah. there is definitely still some trial and error in a time you're doing something new, but we had a lot of experience to go on, which was a huge help for us. Um, and so more than like expectations, we just, we set goals there along go. the way yeah. in terms of, okay, we know we have to get a gig, so let's figure that out. And then after that, we have to grow from that to more gigs and more locations and more territories. And, and we're still doing that now where, okay, what's our next goal? And that we're here now, how do we get to our next yeah. level? So um, it, we we actually have learned to, even though we set goals and we work really hard and do everything that's within our power to, to uh, create our future and to reach those goals, we still really try to manage our expectations because there's only so much of the process that we can, we can only control what we do. We can't mm-hmm. control what other people do or other situations. So we do have to kind of almost let that go a bit, the expectation where we have expectation, but at the same time, we, we know that it it's uh it's a little more fluid than that. You have to, you have to kind of let it breathe too, because you may have an expectation that you're a goal that you're looking to achieve this year. And it may not happen two years down the road, but you kind of still have to keep your head in a space where you can manage yourself and continue to go and work and do what you do 
and and hopefully uh, reach those goals and expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and I, well, actually, that's a great segue because I think, you know, having that flexibility, right? Like that must have really lent itself well over the last 18 months, right? Uh, every artist that I've talked to, um, the pandemic has had a different effect on them. Um, you know, and ha- talk about having lots of goals. Like I've talked to people where it's like, oh, we had an entire tour booked and then just stopped, right? Wherever we happen to be. And then we're having to try and find a way home. And um, so what was the last 18 months like for you all? Oh man, wow. The last 18 months where spent a lot of time being married, <laughs> spent a lot of time in the studio, <laughs> in, this room. in this room right here <laughs> on um, Zoom. <laughs> on Zoom. But I tell you something that was really that that was really amazing. So at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Gene, I think I was screaming at the television of, you know, man, why won't people just sit on down and just, you know, where I don't I think this was before the mask. I think I was saying just stay at home altogether. And I think what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This would happen. So Gene was in the kitchen cooking and she started singing this. I guess singing a song and I, and I thought it was something for the record. And she said, babe, let's go live on Instagram and Facebook. Well, no, no. She said, let's go live on Facebook. So I said, well, we might as well go live on Instagram too. So we had a husband and wife moment of arguing for about three or four minutes that just set up the Facebook. And so I set up both of Instagram and Facebook and she started singing this song called, why don't you just sit on down? Um, and what ended up happening is somebody said, hey, you should make this a challenge. We end up making it a social uh, social media challenge in which I call it the pandemic song, just to encourage people to be safe. And next thing you know, a lot of people took the challenge. And there was one musician by the name of a buddy of ours named Andre Pavek that took the challenge and put some music underneath. And the music was so special that we said, OK, we got to do something with this. We end up recording the song, uh, sent it out to different musicians to record at their home. We all quarantine. We put out the single. We do a quarantine video shoot, which is on our iPhones ourselves um, and a photo shoot. And next thing you know, the song comes out, it's doing well, and it gets nominated for a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance. So that will mark uh, being blessed to be nominated. Would it be the third Grammy nomination? And it just... It's just like, wow, are you serious? And so that came out of this past 18 months, but also our brand new record, Generations, uh, which is doing really well. And it's, it's been uh, been in the past, it's been like 11 weeks in the top five on jazz radio. And so that our new album, Generations, is doing well. And we're so excited about touring that. And we're doing concerts and shows and getting a chance to travel, you know, uh, travel to actually I was going to say travel the country but next week we head to London England so it's like traveling the world literally so you know we're just excited you know coming out of the pandemic and being able to be safe and our families but at the same time just praying for those that might have experienced loss or just even just uh, affliction through all this and it's just man it's just you know we feel really blessed that's what I would say we feel blessed but also just keeping those in mind that has had challenges during these times and just continue to keep praying that we all stay safe and healthy. Yeah. Well, and there was so much more than just the pandemic that happened in the last 18 months too. Right. And um, I think it just, it's, 
gosh, talk about like a crazy year um, between, you know, the, the protests and, um, and people really speaking out about injustice during the year and the election and the pandemic. It's yeah. just been, it, it really like so much just smushed right into one year, but it's been incredible. Everyone I talked to, like how creative they've been able to be and like allowing them to have the space to really create. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Well, and I saw on Generations, you guys have Jameson Ross on there. We love him. Yeah. Oh, much. He's a good yes. buddy. Yes. <laughs> He's amazing. Oh, he has like this spirit about him that we just, oh, he's, yeah, he blows us away every time. Yeah. Every yeah, time. Yeah, that's him. That's <laughs> he blessed that song tremendously uh, because I just heard his voice on, I'm like, ah, I just hear Jameson. And, and it was, it was just perfect. It was, he really, he really made it. You know, the thing great. it could have been, you was like, you hear Jameson, but you could have heard him on drums. That's true. And that could have totally just, <laughs> that could have totally just replaced me. Would you want to hear two drummers or you would have told me just get, up, get off the drums? Not on that song. He could have <laughs> played, he easily could play drums and sing that song at the same tasty. time. It been tasty. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty, inc- we just had him, gosh, I want to say, has it almost been a month? Wow, it's been almost a month. And um, wow, he had the audience just eating out of the palm of his hand. Yes, yes. I'm sure he did. I'm sure. Um, so what when you guys are creating music, what inspires you? Gosh, creating anything, life, just a moment, a conversation, uh, could be something that we see on the TV, like Marcus saying, What all these people just sit on down? And then I'm just started singing it. Um, I could be walking and hear birds and hear a sound and anything can inspire like windshield wipers you know especially when they're like offbeat i'll just kind of start singing something <laughs> it won't be a real song but <laughs> anything can inspire um I, uh, a music a uh, song a melody um so i think that's just when you get to a space where you're comfortable creating um regardless of you know what's going on I mean now it's different if I sit down and like actually write a song the idea can come but I may not be able to finish it then I might just put the idea down and then go back to it um that's for me yeah and I guess for me everything everything she said I mean for me a lot of times I may compose from the drums start with a groove first or it might just be a thought you know um taking long showers that's when mostly my creativity comes and with just different ideas and and just you know, life, that's, that's pretty much the inspiration behind just creation, you know, for me of all music. Now, are there certain artists that you look to um, that have really kind of influenced your sound or your approach to music? Wow. So many, so So many. many. I mean, I'd have to take it by genre (laughs) and decades, (laughs) like in the eighties and then the nineties and now, um, We'll start with you because yours is easier. It all comes down to one group. Well, there's a gospel group. I mean, it's just, you know, it's all black music. I mean, you think about like, you know, the gospel group commission, the Winans, um, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Art Blakey. I mean, uh, Cannonball Adderley, Ray Charles. 
I mean, there are so many great artists that has, you know, that has inspired me and continue to. I mean, it's just, you know, hip hop music. I mean, it's like the Bella Project is like a mixture of is jazz meets soul meets church. I mean, we both are pastors kids. So, but at the same time, there's two different influences. Gene grew up uh, in a ba uh, Baptist church and I grew up Pentecostal. So both of those have it, have its own cultural influences. So you merge that all together. That's pretty much who you are. Who would you, who would you say that? Oh gosh. I had to list specific people. Uh, I mean, my earliest influences probably go back to like, would definitely go back to the seventies hymns like church hymns because um, mm -hmm. we sang them every Sunday and um, then Aretha Franklin, Andre Crouch, those are two of my earliest influences. Um, and then like everything eighties, R&B, hip hop, pop, soft rock, um, like even like groups like Duran Duran and Sting, what, I don't know what genre you'd call it. Cause it was, I guess, I don't know, genres are kind of fluid to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't really get into jazz because I didn't really hear it until later on. I went to college and made a very flippant decision to major in jazz. Like, oh, that sounds like fun. And then I fell in love with the music. <laughs> um, but uh, all through those genres that uh, there's just so many influences. Who would you say you're jazz singer? Jazz, Carmen McRae is a huge influence on me. Mm -hmm. Shirley Horn is big. Obviously, Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald. And, <laughs> and Betty Carter, which she's becoming more of an influence for me now. Um, and- uh, Am I my influence? <laughs> <laughs> I just have to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be rare for all today. I have to ask, am I my influence? What are you no, going through today? What are you going through today? I don't know. What's happening? Hey, that's the husband <laughs> and wife dynamic. We're a little bit at our wits end with business today. <laughs> We're like cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm influence. I just vocally you're an influence of what not to do no actually I said of what not to do <laughs> uh, no he does though like it's when we're in the studio depending on the song no man I'm um, just talking I'm not egotistical like that no don't but, listen no no, no 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 but there's like vocal production process no. sometimes no. when certain songs or if I'm if I'm like I'm not really sure about this one or or if there's something and he's just like the, the song matter of fact one on 2020 I was singing it. I it was like remember. really smooth. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Like Anita Baker is a big influence on me, right? And that's how I was vibing. He was just like, uh-uh. I mean, we were done the session and everything, and then we were home. And he was like, you need to sing that over. I'm like, I thought it sounded pretty good. He was like, no, 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 no. You're doing it too smooth, but that's not the sound of the record. I didn't know You that. need to like really, really, really give me the lyrics, like a little more edge. I was like, oh, Okay. And well, it reframed. I need you to do that live too. I do. Well, it depends though in the moment too, because how we're playing it. Anyway, um, my influence is <laughs> CeCe Wines is an influence. Um, lot gospel um, singers. Um, there's a lot of influence. Clark Sisters. Um, okay. Now I don't have their voices, but but, who but the influence will manifest in a different way. But who made you want to be a performer? Bobby Brown. <laughs> 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 see saw Bobby Brown he like, uh, uh, uh. Saw, he's such an insanely great you saw Bobby Brown in concert I did, as a kid. I did. he's like I want to do that I did it was I was at, at college and it was when um new edition were on like a, a tour with I'm mean, Albie Shore was there and it was like a reunion tour because you know they had the drama and then they were coming back. 
and I don't know how I got tickets to go to the show, but I was like, I'm going to the show. And man, and we had good seats and Bobby Brown was running on stage and he was up on top of the speaker. <laughs> but he was so captivating and engaging. He like, I'm not a dancer, but I was feeling like, yeah, Bobby, yeah. And for some reason, it hit me in that moment because I didn't grow up in a space where you would think, oh, I want to grow up to be a singer. You would go to college and get a job and that sort of thing. So, you know, I was like, man, I want to do that. Not like that, but Bobby so I got Brown, a man, I got to give Bobby his so, credit. So after all this music we just talked about. It's Bobby Brown. What are people going to expect to see? <laughs> <laughs> My heart. Okay. People don't know what they're gonna hear. Liquor, I promise you. You're not gonna hear Bobby Brown. I promise you, Chandler, Arizona. I promise you that it's gonna all make sense when you come to the concert. I promise. I promise. I love it. Wow. When so when you so taking all of that when you when someone comes to a performance what do you want them to take away like what what do you want them to experience there and what do you want them to, to walk away with Well I want them to I <laughs> after that right comedy show I want them to walk away feeling um uplifted you know I want them to walk away feeling like they were able to come to our show and um kind of leave their burdens at the stage or at the table just to kind of be 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 lifted you know that's kind of that's what i want inspired and just you know feeling better about life than when they came in yeah what about you i think that's pretty much i mean that pretty much sums it up (laughs) i mean no that sums it up yeah people being inspired being uplifted and just knowing that there is hope you know, taking it one day at a time that there's hope. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Is there anyone that you guys are listening to currently that you have really enjoyed? <laughs> it does not have to be related to jazz. <laughs> you don't know what somebody might say. Who are you listening to right now? Right now, I haven't really been listening to much. Who do I listen right to now? Um, on my workouts. Oh, God. You listen to Ricky Dillard. He's a gospel artist. He's a choir. How would you explain Ricky Dillard to someone who may not be familiar with? It's the Chicago music? gospel sound. I mean, mm. that. Um, it's a very, very big yeah. sound. I mean, I just love, I, I put it like this more than that. I think it's like artists that I just, I dig what they're doing. I mean, I like Robert Glasper Experiment. I love, mm. you know, Jazz Me a Horn. I'm about to dig into her record. Jasmine um, Horn, who's actually yeah. featured on our record as well, but she has an amazing uh, new big band record that's out. I mean, Diane Reeves. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's a talented artist named Samara Joy that's really talented. I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, Christian Scott, um, our mentor, Buster Williams. I mean, who I'm listening to. I mean, my, you know what? Our, Musical playlist is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. It'll go from Miles Davis. We might play Cannonball. I may play a Sonny Stitt. Oh, I've been vibing to Gregory Porter a lot lately, too. Yeah. Oh, because throughout, because nice. we handle mm-hmm. a lot of our own uh, business. It calms them down. Yeah, it's like when I work, things that calm them down. I got to put in like Gregory Porter. 
<laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm working on my lower register. I love this You're working on your lower register. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nara, it's me. Uh-oh. It's better when you stay a little lower instead of trying to go too high. Okay. Uh, Sing outside of your range. Okay, I don't need a vocal lesson on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah, you, well, maybe you'll listen you know, to you, you, you are influenced. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, um, yeah, Gregory Porter. I mean, it's there's so many. Like it depends on the mood, too. Yeah, it just yeah, it could be any given time. Sometimes I need something calming, sometimes I need something hype. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Um, and right now I'm about to be listening to some music for an upcoming gig next month oh, so i got right. a lot some homework to do oh wow <laughs> i'm so happy as you and not me i know i'm like dang it that you a special guest More work yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> don't try to leave the band and go solo <laughs> like don't try to leave the band and go solo <laughs> that's where it starts you start as a special guest uh-huh. and like, then you be like i like this right <laughs> i have to say watch out if she's like buying a white suit and she's got like the baggy pants going. Exactly. And she's and she's trying out some dance moves on the side. You yes. in trouble. Okay. That's right. Yes. Me and Bobby gonna go on tour together. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it sounds like so much fun to see you guys. I'm really excited about you coming. Okay, this this is a really tough one. What was your first concert? I always like to ask everyone this. Yeah. That we went to? Yeah, each of you went to. What was your first concert? That's easy for me because I I haven't gone to that many concerts. It was Anita Ward back in the 80s. She sang, you can ring my bell. Ring my my bell. Wow, I didn't know that. What was it in? Ring my bell. I think it was, I feel like it was in South Carolina because I think I was hanging with our cousins, cousin Steve. Oh, wow. Because, you know, my mom and dad didn't take us to no concert. Wow. Um, so yeah, th- I remember that was the first one. How old do you think you were? Uh, this was, I was pretty young. So I was in this, oh God, I was not eighties. This might've been late seventies, either late seventies or early eighties. In that case, I would have been somewhere between nine and 12, 13, probably early eighties. Cause I don't think they would have, I would have been at a concert at nine. Yeah. So I was probably like a tween teen, 13 ish, 12 ish, like that. Yeah. 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 I remember because she had like a short dress on. Yeah. Wow. That's what I remember. And then what's really ironic about that is decades later, um, when I was in Jeanne, we actually recorded, re-recorded that song for, huh. I feel like it was some, a Motown something. It was some kind of something we did. We sang, for some reason, we recorded uh, Ring My Bell. So I thought that was pretty that's you cool. Ring my bell. What about you, Marcus? Well, I'll say who changed my life. It was probably with, I mean, I can't remember the exact first concert, but around 10 years old, I would say around 11 or something, like commission. They came to St. Louis. And it just, it changed my life that I knew. I said, okay, I always knew I wanted to do play music, but after seeing that, it just took it to a whole nother level. You know, them probably my my greatest memories. Commission, and then the windings will come, but commission was, that was everything. I ain't gonna say the first, but oh. that's, 
I want it to be my first one. (laughs) 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 I don't know. (laughs) Just commission to me. Oh my God, that's exciting. Hey, man. I have to tell you, we've been talking in our office and everyone thinks Marcus looks like (laughs) Jay-Z. We're at, we're wondering if anyone else has ever told you that before. Oh my God, you you just made my day. Yes and yes That's and yes. I got a friend ever in life. Oh, she just loves Jay Z. <laughs> she did. I have a friend who loves Jay and Ben. She's like, like Jay-Z? hey Jay Z, hey Jay Z. Oh my God, this is funny. This is like ten years ago. She used to always call him Jay Z. That is hilarious. See, I always thought I looked like Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> if i go there's like, like this, there's because there's one of the pictures that you all sent us like one of the promotional pictures and like it's not like like exactly front view of your face it's kind of like to the side a little bit and like the smile <laughs> we're like oh he kind of looks like jay-z i wonder if anyone ever tells him that yes yes there's at least been one person one or two people that said he Look like Jay Z. You look at a lot of people because people have said you look like the guy from um, Clueless. I forget his name. Okay, we're not actor. gonna go down. Um, Faison. Is that his name? Donald Faison. Is that his name? Oh, I don't know. Donald Faison. Gosh, it's been so long no. since I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was in Waiting to Exhale. Okay. Yep. Remember? Okay, he was I know. Brother Devon's son. Yeah, Rochester. I remember. Okay. Yep. They said you look like him. <laughs> Somebody, I think Nene says you look like T.I. back in the day, but you were okay. really skinny back then. Okay, I do when not I look like a T.I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, that is, well, this is what this interview is? <laughs> wow. Oh, Ranko Marcus, that's really funny. He was very, he was very, very uh, thin. When I first met him. Well, I have to say, we again, we are really excited about you all coming out. And um, I think Chandler is going to be a really fun place for you to be. Uh, We have a beautiful theater, but we have some of the best patrons. Uh, We have the best, best audiences that come to our theater. So um, I'm hoping they'll be giving lots of love. Oh, good. good, good. What is the weather going to be like there in January? Nice. It's gonna be like way better than here. Like like eighty. No, probably more like in the seventies, maybe in the sixties. I might come there early then to get out this because I already anticipated what it's gonna feel like on the east coast. Where is Um, Chandler at? We are about twenty minutes um, south of Phoenix. Oh, okay, okay. We we fly into Phoenix. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not that far from Phoenix. Really, really nice town growing really fast. I, again, I'm really excited that you guys are coming. So it's Baylor Project, Gene and Marcus Baylor. They're going to be at the center January 22nd. You can't wait. Thanks again for all the time. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This was so much fun. (laughs) Oh, you guys are, you guys are a lot of fun. 